0: Listening to Fox Sports Radio.
1: Radio. Jonas, we've been like two years into this show, you know, a little less. He's missed like maybe seven days. You know, sometimes it's, you know, he's taking a few vacation days. Sometimes, you know, companies will say, like, okay, you gotta take this day off. Whatever it is, he always seems to somehow miss the hardest days. The easy days. Oh, we're breaking games down. Jonas, is it just a coincidence? That the hardest days, you seem to be gone.
0: It's just after you do this a while, you get sort of a certain sense about what <laughs> bad news is going to come up. And then you say, you know what? I think I'm going to go ahead and take this day off. So it's all strategically pa- planned and scheduled ahead of time, just based on my experience.
1: With that kind of intuition, you think you'd be better picking winners.
0: I, that's the problem. Yeah, I can't, <laughs> I can't apply it to anything that actually does me any good. It just, you know, just for days off.
1: Well, listen, we got lucky. I think yesterday had a really good show. And I want to say again, the team in LA uh, Mr. Ramos Ramos on the board the news guys rock solid you know really and it goes to show you the vision of live radio and we got a little dose of that today is we're going to try to touch on some other things in fact I feel like we most certainly will but for the most part what happened yesterday what does it mean What does it mean about the future? And even does it give any of these teams advantages? I think it's pro-Houston and anti-OKC. I see that clearly. I also wonder if the combination of Milwaukee taking the lead and George Hill being so outspoken, is that something that you've got to just quite frankly downgrade Milwaukee? And again, we're talking basketball here, not spirit, not ethics, not morality. We'll talk that, too, but in the end, we're talking the games themselves. Jonas, let me ask you, when it was happening, give me your one, two, three biggest impressions that you had yesterday and any evolution you've had in the last 24 hours.
0: I just think that, well, one, I'm a little numb to the whole, and and just being honest, I'm a little numb to the whole there's another shooting police are involved and it just seems like it's happening and it keeps happening and it keeps happening. And I'm a little skeptical at there actually being real change. I think there's awareness and, I, and I'm and i on board with them, you know, uh, you know, causing for, you know, creating the awareness and pointing it out and all of that. And, and all of that is a good thing. At, at what point, though, do we look and say, I mean, is this fixable? Because it just feels like if it keeps happening over and over again, and you've tried all these different things, is anything going to work at this point to try and fix what really is the issue? And that's, you know, um, people being shot and killed by police. And, 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 and so what's know. the
1: what's the alternative? Like, let's say that you're right, that there is a um, let's just say everything you said is correct. I don't necessarily agree with all of it, but that's what we're discussing. That's the fun part of it. And that's what to be honest, is great about this country, is the idea of honest discussion about it. But let's say you're right. What do you do? And especially if you were a black man, what would you do? Continue to, to voice your
0: opinion. Continue to make your voice heard. Uh, continue to have the discussion. I just, on the outside, me being on the outside, it's hard for me to tell black person how they should feel about something true enough no doubt so I look at it and say man uh, people are making good points people are bringing up important topics and and making important and having important discussions about all this but it continues to happen so I don't I'm at a point to where I don't have an answer for what would stop it or what would prevent it I just wonder is anything going to stop it or prevent it or maybe this is where
1: we're at so to me I think one thing that a lot of people are apprehensive about saying that needs to be said while at the same time with the same vigor saying the counter or the mm, adjacent point, which is with the data regarding unarmed shootings, with the data regarding anything, I think, as far as I can see, that involves police, impropriety, brutality, violence, there's been a, a, a improving trend line. We can say that you know, hey, one of these, and this does need to be said adjacently. One is too many, right? If you've got nine kids and one of them gets somehow the hospital makes a mistake and some tragedy happens, you don't say, well, eight out of nine is fine. I totally get that part of it is that one is too many, but how do you get to zero? You get to zero trending towards zero and I think that those on the social justice and that's the thing do we want to say there's a social justice side and what's the opposite an unjust side I, no just like with pro-life pro-choice they're all trying to win the semantics but let's say those more active and hands on on the social justice side I think there's a sense of if we acknowledge progress we're going to diminish enthusiasm and to me i feel like that when you've had decades and decades of less progress and then it seems like since ferguson there's been a movement towards progress but not enough that you got to do both you got to say thumbs up for the progress but hey is it greater than zero the deaths then it's too many um so we have Mackenzie here who is african-american I would say, is part of that aggressive social justice side. He does research for us. Mackenzie, if I say to you that the, since Ferguson, if you look at the stats, boy, the trend line's been an improvement, how do you respond? I'd say that's great.
0: Let's keep it going. I would also say that, as we've talked about in private conversations, it's not just black and brown people. I think police in general have far too much power, and that's my main concern, and it has been for a long time.
1: Yeah, and and that's the catch twenty two right? is by definition, the police's role is to protect and serve. And how do you protect and serve? It's you stop bad guys. How do you stop bad guys? Often it takes deadly force. So police, like campus cops that have you know rubber clubs, they don't stop real crime. Now, if you want to give someone the power, you know, who's going to police the police is Who's going to watch the Watchers? That's always been a call, and I think it's a valid, valid discussion. Now, what I feel very strongly about—I'm R.J. Bell, straight out of Vegas, Jonas Knox in L.A. What I feel very strongly about is we've got to not be in such a hurry. Listen, to get married in most states—I think Vegas is easier— to get married, you gotta wait seventy-two hours. There's you know, there's usually a cooling down period or whatever. And the idea that people and Mackenzie was in this group yesterday saying, Hey, it's been forty eight hours, why hasn't there been an arrest? We're mad. I think we're losing sight of how justice moves. And the very fact that there's been information released regarding a deadly weapon, a knife being on the possession of the deceased. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. Right? I'm not saying that means the cops were completely justified. I'm not saying it means they weren't. I'm saying yesterday, 24 hours ago, we didn't know that. Now we do. What are we going to find out in the next 24 hours? I don't know. But what I know for sure—oh, I'm sorry, uh, Blake, not deceased— Thank you. The, um, but paralyzed at this point, is the idea that we're talking about hours instead of days and weeks. I get why there's an impatience. And I also get this everyone on the social justice side is smart enough to realize if this, if the attention dies down, the pressure to do right dies down. So let's say we all knew it would take a month to get all the information. You would be fearful that a month later, everyone's moved on. No one's really worried about it. And thus, whatever chance there would be for this to drive reform will dissipate with time. But on the flip side, if you say we got to act quickly and 48 hours is too long to decide should someone go to jail or at least should they be prosecuted, I mean, it seems like the stakes are mighty high there. So in general, there's obviously no perfect answer to any of this that I've heard. But in general, where do you come down on, hey, we don't want this, we don't want inactivity to allow this to be swept under the rug. But by the same token, it's very important that we get the facts straight because these are life and death matters. What's your thoughts?
0: I I just want to be able to listen to every side. And I want, and I wish, my one wish upon all this is that, we can listen to every side because i think there's there's a valid argument to every side of the conversation i don't know what it's like to be an african-american and, and to be pulled over by a cop um i don't i also don't know what it's like to be a cop and pull somebody over and feel like your life is being threatened so i you know for for a lot of people to speak yeah. well in this moment i would do this we all say that, but nobody knows what it's like to think somebody's reaching for a knife and and having a gun on you thinking, OK, it's either me or him or, or assuming somebody's got a gun and vice versa. We don't know what it's like to just be minding your own business, driving down the road and, and being pulled over just because it, And what a lot of people feel is you were racially profiled. So to me. I want to be able to have the discussions, the honest discussions, and hear both sides and say, okay, why do you feel that way? As opposed to how you feel, how did you get to that thought? How did you what was your thought process in getting to that point? And I think that's where the, the greater good comes out of these conversations.
1: Straight out of Vegas!
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: It's important to realize it's hard to be on Fox Sports Radio and not acknowledge that in the political sense of what Clay Travis, how he approaches things. And Clay's gotten a lot of attention over that. And I think it's deserved, meaning this is, and we can all debate liberal media positions that you would think, oh, that's a typical conservative position. You don't hear a ton of that in the media. You just don't you want to act like you do, just get a sheet of paper, listen randomly, not just do your shows, and tell me what the tally is. If it's close to 50-50, then I should quit gambling. And you know what? I'm not going to quit gambling because I'm very good at it. It's just not. So for a guy to come up and say, hey, I'm going to fight in a way for a position that puts me out of favor with the mainstream media, with the media in general – it, you know, you can say it's courageous. You can say it's gutsy. You know, obviously there's an opportunity business-wise there. You differentiate yourself. I think Clay's a good businessman, as far as I can see, and he. I think Clay's a good broadcaster. What I, he's a uh, bright mind. What I don't like, and I I listened today. I was interested to hear his take. I think if you demean the other side. If you, there's a feeling of the other side is stupid or the other side is corrupt, if you think about it, what's the two things that would make the other side's opinion not count? If they're so dumb, it's like a child babbling about supercomputers, you're going to say, well, it doesn't matter what the child says. All right? He doesn't know better. And you know what comes from that, too? Is now if you withhold some truth from that child, hey, he's not ready for it. Maybe that's what some news directors thought. Oh, that George Floyd thing, RJ, you play The society's not ready to take that in. Okay? That's George Orwell stuff there, buddy. And 1984. No one is supposed to decide what truth we hear, as I've said strongly, I think, on this show. And the way you accomplish that, the way you don't give the other side the truth, the way that you don't give the other side a fair hearing is if you invalidate them. And one way to do that is say they're stupid. The other way to do that is say they're corrupt. They don't really believe that. They're saying that for an agenda. They're saying and to me, when I listen to Clay, there's a decent amount of time I'm saying, huh, makes sense. I see your point. But then and today especially it felt like, or you know, I don't listen every day, so I don't know what he's saying on a given day maybe, but I listen some. And what I heard was that how stupid the NBA was, the players were to do what they did. And you know what? I think it wasn't super well thought out. And you know what? How could it be if you have Milwaukee sitting there talking to the attorney general of the state of Wisconsin, talking to the, I think, lieutenant governor, and you're saying, what's going on? What's going to happen? And they say nothing you want to hear. Now what? Are you going to have a sober reaction to that? Yeah, if you're a senator, maybe, if you're on the Supreme Court, not if you're a basketball player, you didn't get trained for this. But now you're in a position of power and influence, so you got to figure what to do. To have an emotional reaction isn't ideal, but it's human. And if you're an African-American and and you're a minority and you're frustrated at this, as Jonas said at the beginning of the show, that it happens and it happens and it happens, you don't want to sit and contemplate every little permutation You want it to stop. And to me, I said on air live yesterday, I didn't think this was thought out. I don't know where it goes. You know what? It's probably not going to go anywhere. It's going to raise some attention. They're going to come back and play, and we're going to forget about it. Does it make them stupid? Does it invalidate their opinion? No. Because if we were in their shoes, would we do a lot better— do you really think you're that much more brilliant than the smartest NBA players? I don't think so. And to me, on one hand, I think Clay and Clay's counterparts on the left should have a right to have their say, have their microphone. But if you have to invalidate the other side by demeaning them, then you don't really trust your argument all that much. And if you really do, let the other side have their say. Right out of-